Compatibility is one of the most important elements of any relationship, and it is only by accurately assessing compatibility that you can accurately decide upon what type of relationship is right between you and another person, or what type of arrangement, or shall we say configuration, is right between you and another person. Simply put, compatibility is a state of harmony when two things can occur or exist together without causing conflict. If two things are compatible, their coexistence is beneficial and adds to the well-being of each of them. Incompatibility is when two things cannot exist or occur together without creating conflict and without being a detriment to one or both of them. To understand more about why it is so incredibly important to consider compatibility in your relationships, you can watch two of my videos. The first is Incompatibility, a Harsh Reality in Relationships, and the second is Accept Incompatibility to Avoid Relationship Hell. Perhaps one of the most common misunderstandings when it comes to looking at compatibility and incompatibility is that so many people confuse compatibility with sameness. Another way to put this is they think that they're compatible to somebody if they're the same as that other person. For example, if they have the same interests, opinions, strengths, likes and dislikes, goals, personality, priorities, beliefs, ambition, passions, philosophies, etc. This isn't true. And unfortunately, compatibility is more complex than this. Two things being the same might spell compatibility, but it might just as well spell incompatibility. Just the same as a difference might spell incompatibility, but might also spell compatibility. To give you some examples of differences that could spell either compatibility or incompatibility, consider a relationship where one person likes a lot of alone time in the relationship and another person really wants to be together most of the time in a relationship. That is a difference which spells incompatibility. But let's imagine that this person loves to cook and hates to clean. This one likes to clean and hates to cook. This is a difference that makes them compatible. If one person values development and change, and the other person values stability and things staying the same, this is a difference which we could call incompatible. But let's say that one person loves to be dominant sexually and the other loves to be submissive sexually. This is a difference that spells compatibility. But now let's look at some simple examples of sameness that would spell either compatibility or incompatibility. Okay, let's say that in a relationship, two people are both the same religion. That very well could equal compatibility. But let's say that we've got two people, both of whom want to be in charge of their environment. This could be a sameness that very well spells incompatibility. Or let's say that two people love dogs. This could spell compatibility. Or let's say two people both struggle with intimacy. This could spell incompatibility. Okay, now that you kind of have this very simple understanding of how sameness could lead to compatibility and incompatibility, let's look deeper at this concept that sameness can very well spell incompatibility. To do this, I'm going to give you a concrete example. Actually, two of them. Greg and Melissa are both completely into fitness. Their life revolves around it. It was a big deal to both of them to meet someone who is just as committed to staying healthy and in shape as they are and who will become a workout partner. At face value, they seem to be compatible in this way, but Greg is a gym rat who loves weightlifting. 
He is a big believer that loading calories in the morning and working out at nighttime gives the best results. And he spends three hours at the gym every night. Melissa is a runner. She loves to get up early and go out and catch the sunrise. She wants a partner to run with. Even though they both love fitness, this similarity between them leads to constant conflicts. They hardly see each other because their workout schedules are opposite, and Melissa is just as deeply dissatisfied when she joins Greg to do weightlifting as Greg is when he tries to keep up with her when he's running. Now let's take a look at Jennifer and Nora. So instead of exploring compatibility and incompatibility within the context of a romantic relationship, we're going to look at it in terms of a friendship. Jennifer and Nora are both super achiever personality types. They are driven, ambitious, disciplined, precise, demanding, and both love to be the center of attention. Let's just be honest, they were super excited to meet each other because finally someone gets them. They constantly get reflected by other people that they're impossible to be in a relationship with. So obviously meeting another woman who is the same as you in this way is super exciting because it's validating and you feel like somebody sees and understands you and all of a sudden, instead of feeling like you're always the odd one out, you found someone who's just like you. Given this sameness between them, Jennifer and Nora could have actually found a compatible arrangement with each other as powerful allies. They could have spent times together as friends. They could have, during those times, spent quality time together and really gotten each other and exchanged resources. However, this is not the arrangement that they found together. They were so excited to find somebody else who was the same as them and just as driven and just as ambitious and just as, just as. They decided to start a business together. Because of their sameness, they ended up in constant conflict. Each wanted to be in the number one position. Each wanted to make the executive decisions, and so each one fought for the other to be the one to make compromises. They both wanted the glory and the limelight, so they both felt the other was in their way rather than being supportive. They both gave underhanded compliments to each other when talking to associates and clients. The entire relationship was a complex power struggle. And when they decided to go their separate ways, Jennifer ended up trying to sue Nora for intellectual rights. Obviously, Nora lawyered the hell up in response to that, and they went straight to war. One of the biggest issues that you're going to run into if you don't recognize how sameness can lead to incompatibility is that you may end up in relationships where you have nothing to give the other person and they have nothing to give you. When you're in this type of a relationship, it may not culminate in these dramatic conflicts. Instead, it will just seem like my life is really no different with this person in it than it is with this person not in it. Something that we have to accept is that there is a transactional element to every relationship. It's separate to the love element, right? So the love element of a relationship, or one could even say the chemistry element of a relationship, is separate to this issue of compatibility, right? It's separate to this issue of what you have to offer the other person in a relationship and vice versa, which is more transactional. It is this transactional element in relationships that provides a lot of the gravitational force in a relationship or magnetic force. It really pulls two people together where there's a very strong reason to be in each other's life. It sucks to be in a relationship where it feels like you contribute nothing to a person's life and they contribute nothing to yours. It feels like this because both of you offer the same thing in a relationship. And sometimes the most compatible relationships are those where people offer different things in a relationship. So one thing we have to accept is that there is a transactional element in literally every relationship. Doesn't matter whether that's a romantic relationship, a relationship with a friend, a relationship with a colleague, a relationship between parent and child. Doesn't matter what relationship, there is always an exchange. 
A transaction at its essence is nothing more than an energy exchange. It means one person gives something the other receives, and this person gives something the other receives. What makes a transaction a good one is if each person gets something that is valued. And value, especially with regards to what we value most, is based on what a person needs and wants. A person has to need and want something to truly value it. Therefore, wouldn't you say that it's a little bit more difficult to really value something if you don't really need and want it because you already have so much of an abundance of it? Sameness can lead to a very weak transactional element within a relationship. So that you can understand this, I'm going to give you a much more concrete example. Sean and Lydia are a power couple. They are both very successful people in their own lives. Because of this, they have the same things to offer in a relationship. For example, they offer status, luxury, novel experiences, high energy levels, travel, exclusivity, VIP treatment, respect, entertainment, business savvy, access to resources, impressive contacts, motivation, etc. But because they have the same thing to offer, neither of them feels the other really brings something of value to act as a magnetic pull between them in the relationship. Lydia doesn't value the financial power that Sean brings to the table because she already has enough to last a lifetime. Sean doesn't value Lydia's high energy levels. To be honest, his own energy level is so damn high, he just feels like he's burning the candle at both ends. And in the relationship, the struggle is always whether what Sean needs for his success or what Lydia needs for her success should be the priority for them both. All too often when they get into this type of a conflict, they just decide actually both of our success is of equal priority, and so they decide to go their separate ways completely alone to pursue their own personal success, supported by other people, of course, but never by each other. So they're essentially totally alone in the relationship. In reality, both of them would be so much happier with partners who genuinely valued them for what they can bring to the relationship. Sean would be more compatible with a woman who could offer him things like nurturing, support, admiration, relaxation, deep conversation, and someone who would be happy making her life about supporting his success because she felt like doing so made her feel fulfilled. In reality, Lydia would be much happier with a man who valued her excellence, a man who could commit to being her safe place to land, a man who would enable her to achieve her goals, a man who would want to be available to her whenever she needed him, and help her slow down when she needs to slow down, and who would be very physically affectionate. To understand more about this, you would benefit by watching my video titled Be Consciously Transactional, Why Every Relationship is Transactional. What you ultimately should be going for in any relationship is symbiosis. When a relationship is genuinely symbiotic, that relationship and the arrangement of it is something that adds to the well-being of any individual that is part of that relationship dynamic. When you have found this symbiotic compatibility, there is no more preoccupation with needing the other person to change something so that you can feel good in the relationship with them. Compatibility is really about accurately seeing yourself and accurately seeing the other person. So that based off of seeing that reality of you and them, you can accurately assess what the right type of relationship is to have with that person and what the right relationship configuration or arrangement to have with that person is. For this reason, it is very important not to confuse sameness with compatibility, because sameness could very well equal incompatibility. Have a good week.